Jason's mom has got it going on. The kids at camp, they're getting it on. Jason, can't you see? You just rhymed on with on. <laughs> that you're not the mom for me. Come on, everybody. We gotta go kill Jason's mom. You tried your best. It was not good. I finally watched. I finally watched. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Finally Watched. This is David. And this is Alon. And for our 200th episode, we decided to give you guys a very special Friday the 13th episode about... Friday the 13th. This is kind of one of the last big ones. Um, You know what I mean? Like we've done Nightmare, we did Halloween. Yeah done um exorcist i think you and i both agree that we're not gonna do texas chainsaw although maybe we'll soften in years later i think i'm beginning to soften i I, i'm starting to maybe not mind it the other big one where we haven't done is a child's play chucky oh that's true i i don't know i i think i consider that one more a little bit more niche than these right like exorcist halloween uh we all also done scream right yeah, that's true. I mean, Ghostface, Myers, Voorhees, and Kruger are like the four staple dudes of horror. You know, four horsemen of Halloween. The four horsemen of Halloween. Yeah. Um, and what's what's pretty interesting about this movie is is that it's bad. And I <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> whoa. Well, no, I'm I'm joking. But like, so. The the Metacritic score on this is a 22. It actually gets better as the sequels go along. And like the fourth one is up to a 33. Yeah. Um, so I, I see the fourth one in Steelbook everywhere. And it's called the final chapter. But uh, spoiler alert, there's like nine more after after that. Uh, but I hear it's like I hear from a lot of people. It's pretty d- decent for being like a fourth movie in a franchise. I feel like uh, since you mentioned Steelbooks, which a lot of people are like, what is that? And it's like a steel version of a movie, a physical copy. But I also feel like that's why you want to do Texas Chainsaw because there's a really cool 4K oh, Steelbook of Texas I didn't know Chainsaw. That. Oh, I didn't know that. No, no, no. But actually, you know, you kind of said, oh, we kind of need to just do the first Friday the 13th and then we don't really have to revisit it like we've. You know, this month is cool because we're doing Scream. We're doing Halloween. This is our third year in a row for Scream. This is our fourth year in a row for Halloween. And this is our first year for Friday the 13th, where you're like, oh, we don't need to do what we've been doing for Scream and Halloween. I kind of feel like now, though, we do. I'm I'm okay with continuing these because I want to see fucking Jason in a fucking mask. (laughs) Right. But... I'm like, we don't have to do it. I don't know. I don't know. Next next year, we have different ideas, so we'll figure it out. That's a year from now. Um, and if we do need to include that, then we're going to have to go back to doing these in September as well. That's a that's an option for us is like start the horror movie. I think we're a little bit too behind the uh, back there. behind the candelabra right now. I um, So this had terrible ratings. Uh, Siskel and Ebert tore this movie a new one. I saw that. They, they were like... Doxed. They, they doxed her. Yes, they doxed Betsy Palmer, who played Mrs. Voorhees in this. They like t- destroyed this movie. Like were offended by it, and they they also said it was misogynistic. Which, when you when you say a movie like this, where an equal amount of men and women die, and the killer is a woman, I think you kind of show your latent misogyny. Where you're like, you're like, oh, the women shouldn't be treated the same as the men. Their deaths, like the killing them, is wrong. Because in this movie, like, it doesn't. It's clearly, and the the people behind it admitted that this was like Halloween did good. Let's do a Halloween. Um, Sure. But this doesn't lead into any of the tropes of like someone having sex so they die, or you know, the woman dying. Like, I mean, a little bit it does. A little bit it does. Yeah, and I, mean, I want to get people have more... sex. People have sex and they die, but everyone has everyone dies. Yeah, yeah. It's not the only people who have sex dies, right? But she did say in the end of the movie that 
her son drowned because two people were getting it on and weren't paying attention to him. So she does have like a vendetta against teenagers getting on, you know, like specifically for the situation. She does, but she says because they weren't paying attention and her son died. It's just because of her her son dying is, is the main reason. But in having said that, like the critical reception was so bad, um, this movie cost $550,000 and it made $39 million domestically, $59, <laughs> million $59 million worldwide. Um, and that's not even considering like physical media after the fact, like all the different versions of this. It's it's old enough, you know, it's 40 years old. So let's talk about the twist right now, because I'm pretty sure everyone knows it, is that it ends up being Jason Voorhees' mother. And what I find strange about this so-called twist, I feel like it's only a twist to people who are our age, who weren't there when the first, second, and third movie came out, and who knows Jason Voorhees is connected to the Friday the 13th franchise, who knows that... He's the killer with the machete and the in the hockey mask. And then you're like, oh, let's now watch like once we know about him, let's now watch the first movie that he's supposedly in. And it's not him. Right. And I think that's the only way it's a twist, because there's no way I don't see it as being like freshly watching this when it comes out in 1980 and being like, whoa, it's not Jason because who they don't know who the fuck he is. Yeah. So, I mean, it's. I had this exact thought. Well, first of all, it's not even a twist. It's just like a whodunit horror movie. Right. Uh, so Betsy Palmer, who plays Mrs. Voorhees, actually said to the like the writer and the director, like, hey, I should be in this movie at some point, waving to one of the kids, something, so that it's like an actual twist. And they're like, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and- I mean, it would be cool if she was in the diner at the beginning, like with when uh, when the first girl, Annie, tries to get a ride. Right. So, I mean, the, the only like the reveal is that you see the Jeep ride up and and uh, Alice is like, oh, thank God, this is my savior. And then but we are like, oh, that's the Jeep. And so the mom is in it. But your point of like, so I came into this movie knowing the twist. I knew it was the mom in the first one because people were like Jason's not even in the first one. Right. And if I had come in here knowing like, hey, Friday the 13th are Jason movies. And then having Mrs. Voorhees pop up, that would have been really cool, right? It's still like I'm it's I'm able to appreciate it after the fact. But yeah, I kind of agree with you that if you had come into this in later years just knowing Jason Voorhees, hockey mask, Friday the thirteenth, and then you have this happen, it's cool. But it's actually it's kind of one of those things. So uh the director of this, Sean Cunningham, didn't want to continue with these movies because the studio was like, hey let's bring Jason back as the killer. And he's like, that's idiotic. <laughs> but this is one scenario where the studio actually had a brilliant idea that has then turned into what this franchise is. Um, but it's like going into it, this movie is so is so odd. It, it, it almost just has to be playing off of the fact of like the Halloween, like, oh, you think there's just going to be this guy? Like, so the twist is that it's a woman. Yeah. But but it's also on top of that, you take you take remnants of Psycho and then you reverse the roles of of the Bates relationship with his mom. So the the writer of this was like, yeah, it must have just honestly he's like it. That's what it is. It wasn't intentional, but it just must have been in my head that I and I did a reverse Psycho for this movie. It it is a reverse Psycho. Another thing that is incredible to me. So I I was. I I was kind of in the when this movie ended, I was like, man, I, I kind of want to know when Jason, the Jason we all know and cherish and love uh, when he comes into play. So I was like, you know, YouTube would probably show me a trailer of a Friday the 13th part two. And it he's in there, but he has like a bag over his head. He's not really in the in like in his iconic costume. It's not until the third one. He actually has the the hockey mask. and. The trailer for Friday the 13th Part 2 is the worst trailer I've ever seen in my life. And let me explain why. So, okay, this is important. So, first of all, right off the bat, it says, um, well, just remind me what the what's the final girl's name in this film? Alice. Alice. I get Annie and Alice confused. So Alice is in the second one. 
And the narrator is like, you know, couple years ago, Alice is still haunted by the death of her 12 friends. Um, I'm sorry, 12 friends. I'm pretty sure like six people died in that movie. And like Alice knew. Well, nine people died in that movie and Alice knew six of them. Yeah, so, I think the, well, I think the number's 10, but that includes the killer. And it includes then, the killer. And then the two people from the beginning. And then, I don't know, do you kill? I, I read on there. So this is a a little bit cutting into your thing. Um, the snake? That's a real snake. Oh, they actually chopped off the head they of the snake? They asked a guy, like a guy who had a fucking, who was like a snake handler, who had a pet snake, can we borrow your snake? And they killed it in front of him. I, you can't see my face, but no, I'm yeah, it's fucking useless. like, and like I'm not like a big snake guy, but no, I'm either. like I, that I fucking sucks. That's, like, that's because that's, that's also I, that was not like a poisonous snake. Like I mean, I don't know. Just yeah, that was uh my brother's a big snake guy. So whenever I see a snake, I'll send a picture of him, and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, I'm in a Facebook group that like will identify snakes here. I, this is what I think it is, but I'll send it to them. And I was like, okay, thanks. Um, but yeah, no. So like when I was reading the body counts, it was like 11, including the snake that they really fucking killed. So there's no way we get to 12, especially with the, with the narrator saying it was like, she's haunted by 12 of her friends being killed. Do you want to know? And then the, the trailer, the rest of the trailer for part two was like, and there's going to be so much more killing. And then it shows every single person who's in part two, how they die. And then the narrator counting 13, 14, 15, 16. And that's the whole trailer. And I'm like, you just ruined the whole movie for me. I mean, but in their defense, you know, everyone's going to die. <laughs> Do you want to know how they got to 12 saying that 12 people died in part the trailer for part two? I don't know, did Ralph die? Crazy Ralph? No, no, no. So when the trailer for part one was coming out, when this movie was coming out, they claimed that 12 people were going to die in the movie. And so when so the marketing team just never saw any of these movies. Exactly. Exactly. So when that didn't happen, they continued with the lie all the way up through the second trailer. So another thing about this is, so Alice, who makes it to the second movie, um, she was going to be like a final girl that was just like going to continue through these movies. The stalker, right? Yeah, she got a, a stalker and she was just like, I can't do this anymore. And it kind of like ruined acting for her, uh, which I will say that she was probably the second best actor in this movie. So getting getting into this, like when I started this movie, probably twenty. 30 minutes in i was like this is awful uh <laughs> like i'm really not enjoying it particularly so like annie's acting in the beginning i was like really not a fan of i did read a bunch of things that like to me let her off the hook so one oh, okay they hired a lot of stage actors people with stage acting experience not movie experience which is a completely different thing. And then when you look at her acting, you're like, that is stage acting. It is stage acting. Especially when she has the monologue with the guy in the truck. She's like, well, at least I'm not afraid of ghosts. So two, the other thing is she was doing that scene. And then the guy who gives her a ride in the beginning. Se were they separate? They were separate. Oh, okay. So she's just acting with herself. So that's on the director to cut that better and just let her know like, hey, what you're going for. Did that make you uncomfortable when he was helping her inside his truck? He just touches her whole ass. I mean, it's the, it's the, it's the 80s, baby. Like, yeah, I don't know. I uh, like, this is the, this is the payment. Yeah, I would say it's gross because um, they're also like 17. I read, I read another fact about this. So first of all, there I the cut I have maybe is the theatrical cut, but it says apparently that Marcy is naked in it. I. I paused as best as I could. I didn't see anything, so I don't know. Um, which one is Marcy? She's the one that sleeps with Kevin Bacon. Oh, uh, yeah, no, no, no. I saw her. I saw her titties. Mm, didn't so that's unfortunate. When she was 
it wasn't in the shower scene. It was when she was like making out with Kevin Bacon. They there was like a full sex scene. Nothing held. No, back. No, no, I, I saw. It. Anyway, not the point. There was a lot of moaning, but uh, apparently, like there, the thing I read was talking about like the long lineage of like the nudity in this movie. And at one point, they filmed nude scenes, and then they figured out afterwards that the girl was sixteen, and they like fucking deleted all the footage very quickly after that. That girl. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, not Marcy. A different girl in a different movie. They figured out she was like oh, sixteen. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I think we should get into this. So it starts out with how a lot of these do. I mean, fucking straight out of the Halloween script, like a murder years before. Right. Um, and, and then you you also straight out of the Halloween script, you get the POV of the killer right up front with like the. <sighs> Is that yeah. good? Uh. It was pretty good. It's actually like, it's like, like, so it's, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, no, they actually say it's because it's supposed to be shortened of kill mommy, like mommy kill. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, so I don't know if it's mama, ma, I think it's yeah, either way. So it's mommy kill is what, what it's going for. Huh? Okay. It's yeah. actually, yeah, yeah. So, um, but. I, one that is even not seeing these movies that's like an iconic sound it, immediately you're like all right that shit is good i think the use of that too was nice in that like sometimes they would have kills where they didn't play that right. sometimes they would have uh they would play it and then someone would kind of escape out of the situation they wouldn't die right away um m- my one major issue with this movie and as we're going to start going through it um after this first scene is that it's just so quick. There's no respite. Like, it's just like kill after kill after kill after kill, like very quickly. It's like 30 minutes of very boring kind of opening with like maybe 30 to 45 minutes where it's just Annie killed. And then it gets to nighttime and it's just like bam, 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 bam. It, especially like I kind of like the setup for each kid too. Like we get the backstory. We get like their relationship being like intertwined with each other. Um and then we get like hints of the killer, like um, like the girls think that they see someone on the other side of the lake, right? Yeah. And then you get um, uh, you get what's his name, uh, Ned. Yeah, I, I believe you get Ned like fake drowning for some uh for some lip action, lip on lip action, some Sandlot. And uh, you. Did you think at that point, like, oh, he's making fun of someone drowning and then Jason drowned in the lake. So it's like, of course, he's first because he's like making fun of the situation. I mean, she was definitely she definitely tried to, like, trap him in there. Right. She kind of walks outside, you know, out of her cabin to get him to come in there. Hello. Are, are you OK? Who Who's there? Yeah, people in the 80s, man, were just like, oh, let me just fucking, I'm just going to walk after this person, walk into their house. Yeah, you can't be, you can't be curious anymore in this day and age. It's too dangerous. Way too dangerous. Um, Let's get back to the beginning, though. So I, uh, you know, the, the, the beginning where you have the kill, it's it's kind of interesting. You have like the ca- the establishing of the camera as the killer. And one thing I think this movie does a great job, too, along with the music kind of tricking you out is the camera will move in a way a lot of times where it's like, oh, is this a killer POV shot or is just just the camera moving? I honestly think that's one of the strongest things about the movie is that the shaky cam, not, you know, the audience never knowing if that's the killer or if that's just an angle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so we get past the first killing where it's, I guess these people know this woman and you know watching it in in thinking about it back i didn't watch it a second time thinking about it back the way they talk to her it's almost as if they like they kind of know like oh that they fucked up so i'm like are these the kids that you know weren't watching her kid when he drowned or you know well they're like oh no please don't and he's like he's like i'm so sorry the guy says i'm so sorry when they get caught um so it's like they definitely know this woman right and every like Steve knows this woman too later on, like the guy who's reopening the camp. Yeah, because he's like, oh, hey, like, you know, and then even, uh, oh, someone else like saw her and was like, oh, what are you doing here? Like, very familiarized, you know. And I guess if you just see like a 50 year old woman standing in the forest, your, your first thought isn't like, get the fuck away from her. It's like, oh, are you okay? 
ma'am. <laughs> and I want to I want to talk about this now, but like the only reason she's able to kill these people is because of the element of surprise and them not them not knowing it's about to happen because she's weak as shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a hundred percent. Except that I mean, Alice is in like a hand to hand combat with her, and she can't like over alice is really like alice is like in an emotional state all of her friends are dead right and then you know this woman has killed all these people but like i don't know i mean alice handles it (laughs) right 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 strong enough to do that but not strong enough to just push her off of her right um (laughs) so we're now in present day and we first meet annie just walking down and i really loved like the i don't know just the Watching these movies because this is an eight. It's this movie came out in nineteen eighty. Obviously filmed in seventy nine. In in a lot of ways, it feels like a seventies movie more than an eighties movie. Yeah, um, and that just makes sense. But just like the camera work of showing Annie walking from far off, I thought was cool. Walking through this deserted town, even and like then, even from there, the camera was like kind of behind a column or behind a yeah. tree. Yeah. Uh, and then she starts talking to the dog, and I was like, oh. Oh, this acting is bad. This is bad <laughs> from the get go. Um, and then she goes in and talks to the people. She's like, I'm trying to get to Crystal Lake and everyone turns around. Like if there was a jukebox playing, it would have skipped and stopped. <laughs> you can't go there. That's the that's the cursed place. And then, yeah, Ralph tries to say something. He's like, shut up, Ralph. Let her go. <laughs> I So, you know how you said this was kind of like a, wasn't really a twisty ending um because this is the first in the franchise but it's more so a whodunit the amount of times this movie tries to make you think it's ralph but like it's like we're so used to that kind of obvious twist that we know it's not ralph right i never i so i read that they were like oh they put in ralph to one foreshadow the you know what was going to happen but two to possibly get people to think it would be ralph and i was like i never once i mean I knew what was going to happen, but I never even once considered that that's what they were doing. But I guess in 1980, that would have made sense to think that. When Jack and Marcy were making out and having sex in the bunk bed and Marcy leaves and Jack dies, there's a hand that comes over from under the bunk bed that's wearing a yellow flannel. And the next person we see immediately after that wearing a yellow flannel is a... Steve Christie, who the you know the guy opening the thing, and he's like eating at a diner down the down the road or, or in the next town or whatever. Um, and then so I guess that's the movie being like, oh, maybe it was him, sort of thing. Maybe it was him, or maybe it's one of the other kids because maybe this is like a uniform jacket for the for the camp. Um, so Annie gets in the truck with the stranger, who's gonna first of all he's gonna drive her halfway, like halfway of Wait, a like, forty mile trip. Well, it wasn't, I don't think it was, I think it was like, what, 20 maybe? And he was going to drive her 10 or something. Oh, well, still, Jesus. Okay. But like, why, I mean, that's like 10, 15 extra minutes for you to get her there. And then, I mean, it's an extra 30 minutes for you, but like, she's going to, one, she dies, but two, you're just going to make her walk for hours. Well, also, dude, you drop her off in, in front of a graveyard. And then like, right after telling her like, oh, so many fucking people have died at the camp you're going to. And then you drop her off in the graveyard. And she's like, oh, I guess I have to skip through this graveyard. And now I want to talk about the dialogue in the scene. Um, I wrote it down pretty much verbatim. So this dude says to Annie, your boss tell you what happened? Question mark. And then he like, she's like, oh, no, what? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm not going to tell you whatever. She's like, come on. There's something you're not telling me. And it's like, you just, what do you mean? Of course. And then, and then he tells her, he's like, yeah, some kid drowned in like 1958, uh, you know, back in, you know, whatever. And then a year later, the fire broke out. And then a year after that, two kids died. So then I'm thinking, okay, so the first two kids that we saw die, that was those two kids back in the 60s, like early 60s. So then my question is like, what was Jason doing for 20 years at the bottom of that lake? Growing. <laughs> growing in anger and and so what the mom like mrs Voorhees, doesn't have a vendetta until like someone is uh like about to open up the camp again like the camp's been closed for 20 years so she she's needs, like well she needs victims but she's only mad because the camp is opening right like as long as the camp stays closed she's cool she's chill oh yeah because once again she has no one to kill um 
also the the last line i want to talk about is um he tells her quit and she says i can't and she he's like you're such a dumb kid she's like huh you're an american original <laughs> what the he's fuck like, is that's that right i am an american original she's like at least i don't believe in ghosts and he just like looks at her like well fuck you you're gonna die soon anyways <laughs> yeah <laughs> he knows uh he's probably like mr Voorhees. Um, so then we get to the camp and fucking Kevin Bacon is in this. Yeah. You didn't know? I did not know. I, Kevin Bacon to me in this is like Johnny Depp in Nightmare of, uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like the same vibes. Although Johnny Depp lives a lot longer in that movie than Kevin Bacon does here. I think Kevin Bacon's actually the, the first one to die of like the kids who made it to the camp, not counting Annie. No, Ned. So it's. In order. Oh, you're right. You're right, Ned. Ned, Kevin, which his name's not Kevin in this, but I think it's, it's Jack. Jack. Marcy. Ned, yeah, then Marcy, then Bill or Brenda? No, Brenda. Then Bill. Then Bill. Then Alice lives. Yep. Oh, well, um, also Christy dies somewhere in the middle of that, too. Who's Christy? Me, Nanny? No, Steve Christie, the owner. All right, right. Well, yeah, he dies probably in between Brenda and Bill or something like that. Yep. So anyway, um, we'll get to it. So we then also find out that Steve and Alice have a thing. Steve's 30, Alice probably 17. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. You know, movies back in the day, um, 17 year olds dated older men all the time in movies. It's just a thing like that was just in movies. Uh, like I've seen in all like a ton of them. Back. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why it might be. I was writing a movie for college and I was trying to get this age gap right because this guy was supposed to be like the owner and operator of a morgue. And then this girl that's supposed to be like working oh. for him. Oh, I've is... seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me this. Yeah, yeah. And so the girl who's supposed to be working for him is supposed to be like an intern. And I was like, how old is an intern be? like supposed to be and i was like i guess an intern if she goes to college for to be like a mortician or or whatever is like 20 and so i wrote it so like she was 20 and the guy was 40 and i was like i think that's a 20 year age gap but like in the movie that would look good and also make logical sense for where they need to be in life but then when the casting came around i think we casted some guy in his like early 60s and then the girl was still in her 20s so it was just it looked more wrong than i intended it to yeah especially but, when, it, when it turned into a porno halfway no through. no 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 oh yeah that's why it was called necromantics um the the thing about it though is that having like steve christie in his 30s he has to be an adult who has like the wherewithal to open like reopen a camp Right. And then she has to be still high school age to be like working at this camp as one of the counselors. So logically, their ages make sense. But nowhere in the movie does it ever come back up as like a plot point on on they have to be dating. Well, no, it's clear they were. And she wants to leave because the relationship, there's issues with it or she's uncomfortable. And then she's clearly like flirting with Bill and Brenda, like. We got robbed of a three-way. That's one thing I'll say in like a slasher movie like this is like yeah. more three ways, more sex. Yeah, I agree. Um, so next we get Annie gets picked up by someone um, and she, they're speeding and we like, you know, she's going to die when you just don't see the person that's picked her up. You know, it's over. It's also this, the kind of the common trope of like you see the um, the sign for Crystal Lake and then the car just goes right by it. And then the like the line I was like, I think my turn was back there. It's it kind of reminds me of um, uh, Death Proof. Oh, where, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where she's like, oh, weren't we supposed to go that way? And then he starts speeding up. Does it bother you that Steve Christie and Mrs. Voorhees has the exact same make, model and color car? I mean, that's the plot of My Cousin Vinny, basically. So. I guess you're right. <laughs> Which we'll be doing in November. Um, so Annie jumps out. Uh, she's now wounded. She's, you know, this is her acting on limping. Pretty good. That's probably why she was hired, because she was good at limping. Did you know she actually, like, when she jumped out, she actually sprained her ankle, but they still made her shoot the whole thing? Oh, well, then she's not a good. Never mind. I gave her credit. She didn't serve. Uh, that fact was an entire lie. 
So there you go. Back to get back to her being a great actress again. And then she gets her uh, her throat slit. And this is also kind of foreshadowed because Steve, when he, before he leaves, is like, you know, if Annie makes it here <laughs> and then she never makes it. Right. And um, it's also kind of funny because she was supposed to be the cook. Right. But wasn't Mrs. Voorhees the cook that year? Was, was she? That Jason died. She was like, I was stuck in the kitchen. And and then so the first person she killed was supposed to be like her replacement. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I think probably one of the more iconic shots from this movie is the POV of Jason's Voorhees' mom, Jason's mom, uh, <laughs> looking at them from the woods. And then the yeah. kids kind of looking over and seeing something. And then um, I think it was Brenda, yeah. right? Who noticed it. Um, yeah. And then just. I, I, Dude, I got to say, these girls in this movie, very, very good looking. All, with all the respect in the world, they're very good looking women. They're now all 70. Yeah, I um. so the, the director was like, I don't need great actors. I just need hot people that can read my lines okay. Kevin Bacon, <laughs> come here. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, Kevin Bacon, I think, was fine. It, this this does kind of show you, too, like, um, I, like you can have a great actor who was that always great who's given bad material yeah and looks true. like a bad actor have you seen the happening um yes i have unfortunately but i just don't think mark Wahlberg is that great of an actor no but everyone in there is bad john That's leguizamo true. zoe deschanel they're like in if i watch it I'd, I'd be interested to watch that again i don't know if i'll do that to myself but like I now kind of have an appreciation for movies that where the the acting is bad on purpose. Like that's an overacted movie, right? Like they're they're acting in a hysterical way throughout, right. and that's like the point of it. I just I don't think it worked in the happening. I'll make you a deal. Next time you come over, I come over there. We'll we'll have like a bottle of scotch and we'll watch the happening. I need we need two bottles. So <laughs> um, there's the swimming scene, and then um, Ned pretends to drown and goes all. Uh, squints on a you know wendy peppercorn situation although that yep. happened after um and then uh they kill the snake which is just like once again not a snake guy but once you learn that fact it's it's depressing they're j- you like are you're watching a snake snuff film <laughs> <laughs> you legit are so taylor thought it was fake and I, I was like, that did not look fake. But I kept that to myself because she would have literally cried if she knew. So I'm I'm glad I didn't say anything nor knew about that fact. Texting her right now. No. Um, so then we also, right after this, a cop shows up and looking for Ralph. That's the best fucking like character in this whole movie. He's he's, so- that's his only scene. It's his only scene. He. It's not like a scene like like you would see him at the end being like, "Well, shit." Like it's an entirely different cop when we do see a cop later on in this movie. But this cop is such a character, and the way the kids treat him, it's like Kevin Bacon just starts touching his shit. He's just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Also, both cops in this situation like have things that keep them away from the camp. Like this cop gets a call that he's like, "Oh." Yeah, sorry, I got to head out. Otherwise, I'd you know stick around and look for Ralph. And then, uh, and then the cop that's dropping off Steve Christie because his car gets stuck in the mud is like, "Oh, there's a fucking thirteen car pile up. What county are they in?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like everyone's dead. Uh, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Jaws of Life situation there. Uh, they so after that they're like cut to the kids getting ready for the camp and getting all the supplies fucking ralph is in the pantry my dude um that's not like alarming at all check the peanut butter after he's done you know dude they they play that off so well but i would have freaked the fuck out he's like you're all doomed as he's like running out like he's he's not crazy and he's like not crazy enough to know like shit this is bad he like just gets out of there and gets on his bike doomed you doomed yeah um and then the we find out that the power is tricky and there's a generator which you like when you hear that you're like all right well you know what's that's a yeah. setup for and yeah. then ned watches jack and marcy he's jealous sees someone in a cabin follows them into a dark cabin well like, hold on you got to back up a little bit because they set up some things here that's a big player in the in the end 
you have that scene where Ned and Brenda are in the archery, like arch archery gallery. Yep. And fucking she's like trying to set up the targets and he fucking shoots no more than like a foot away from her. And rightly so, she gets pissed off at him, right? Pissed off and horny though. Like uh, she's like giggly. <laughs> so uh later on and I want to talk about it when we get there, but I'm kind of really fucking pissed about how she does. Like off screen, sort of? Not only off screen, they set up this really beautiful foreshadowing where it could have, she even ends up back in the same Archer gallery when she does die. She is never shot by an arrow. She is never killed by an arrow. The only person who is killed by an arrow is Bill, and he had nothing to do with this scene. Yeah, I think uh, there were a lot of like MPAA issues with this movie, like things they had to cut and just like footage that is gone, so they couldn't even put it back in the unrated version. Did we even ever see Brenda's dead body? She gets thrown through the window. Oh, fuck. She gets thrown through the window. That's right. But not an arrow in sight. Just probably beat to death because uh, Mrs. Voorhees has them hands. She likes to slap bitches. Um, yeah, I'll agree with that. So the the other issue with this movie too is like the MPAA had stuff taken out, and then uh, when this movie was released, the MPAA I think told the director producers uh, the producers they're like, hey, we let some stuff slip through that we shouldn't. Uh, so watch yourself for the like the next movies cannot be this because they were worried about movies like pointing to this one and be like, look at what you allowed. So they, they had to nip it in the bud. I um, I mean, so we're, we're let's get to the get to the murder. So we, we have the sex scene and then you have Kevin Bacon's death. This the the through the throat was pretty was pretty cool. I think it's unexpected, too. Because you're kind of, you know that Ned is dead above them, right? That was and, also a really cool twist, having Ned's body up there. But also, then, like, how? Like, the, the, Mrs. Voorhees is not that strong. But, but, but she is. With the maybe. Will, the will of her son. What happened, though? Maybe? Huh? Is oh, when no, she, no, she no, lured no. him into that cabin, and then she's like, I want to go fuck on one of those bunk beds. Kills him right there. Or, you know what? Maybe, maybe the cabin she lures them into is the one that they sleep in later. Maybe that's not her own thing. So, cause the, the layout of the campsite was like hard for me to follow. Like it's a little hard to follow, but I think you, I think what they're actually just trying to make you believe is that she carried his fucking body up there. Yeah, um, no. which they're, because they want you to believe this was a man. Yeah, exactly. And then like, she's wearing like the man's flannel thing when she grabs Kevin Bacon's head, stabs him through the thing. Also the strength of stabbing an arrowhead, through a box spring, through a mattress, through a dude's throat is like some strength, you know? Um, the other thing is I think that death is really cool because he's just getting the dripping of blood from Ned's body up there on his head. And as he's noticing it, your attention as the audience is upwards on the screen. And then when so the arrow comes through his throat, which is placed at the bottom of the screen, it's startling. Like it's a it's a very effective jump scare. Yep, no, I agree. Um, and then we get Marcy in the bathroom, who, and if it feels like we're running through these kills, it's because that's what the movie does. Um, Marcy kind of deserved to die, because what are you doing looking in, like, dark corners of the bathroom? I have to hand it to Brenda. Brenda's fucking, like, the only fault of Brenda is that she wants to be, like, too helpful. Like, she hears someone screaming, help me, in the distance. She's going to run out and try to help them, even though, like, you would never f also i guess the audience would have to question like fucking a man is is pretending to be a woman at this point yeah so that scream well. yeah yeah well i think at that point the movie's so close to being finished and you're just like what the fuck and you might think it's it's weird going in it's watching this movie with like the knowledge we have of like what what would i have thought had i not known right well you also come up with the thing that there's no other girls like all the girls are dead or you're you have Alice who is in like you know where Alice is, so it wouldn't have been Alice. So you don't have really a lot of options unless you're like, well, is it is it like um, 
uh, Chainsaw Massacre, where it's like a family of killers? Like, you don't know, right? Is there more than one killer? So the, the interesting part about that is that, like, Marcy was like, oh, let me check out that weird noise in the shower. What I love about Brenda, who ends up back in the same shower. Also, did you like the little thing that Marcy, like, fixed the sink? Mm-hmm. And then Brenda went to the sink that was not fixed. And then she went to the next sink. And it was the one that Marcy fixed. Yeah. Great continuity. So when Brenda was in the same shower of where Marcy died, which I'm guessing like her body was probably like right, right in that next room. Well, you see a hand move from behind the curtain. Like you see the hand. Brenda thinks she sees a hand. But that bitch is smart enough to like, just be like, nah, there's no, what am I even? I'm out. Goodbye. It's dark. Uh, in between those scenes, too, uh, you have Steve at a diner hitting on like a 60 year old woman. And I just love that age is just a number to Steve. <laughs> 17 to 60. It's whatever for him. Well, no, uh, she was like, he's like, what do I owe you? And she's like, how about a night out on the town? And he's like, uh, here's a nickel. <laughs> Best I can do. Um, so then Steve gets driven back by the cop. Um, we see like there's some cool bits where like someone's looking through Brenda through the window. Um, and then she yep. hears the scream in the distance. She goes out into the rain and then the lights turn on and in the archery section we talked about, and then we don't know what happened to her, but we assume she's dead. Um, and then somewhere in this time, you know, Steve gets let out by the cop and he, uh, he's like, Oh, Hey, who, what, what's happening here? And then just gets stabbed. Which we also kind of just don't see. And then somehow he's his his body later on is timed perfectly to like flip down from the tree. Yep. Uh, so Bill and Alice at this point are like, what's going on? So they start searching everywhere and all the bodies are gone. They try and call for help. The phone line was cut. The truck won't start. Dude, they're in the they're in the same cabin at one point where uh, Jack gets an arrow through his throat and there's no blood in fucking sight. And I'm like, you know what? Honestly, only a mother could clean up that well. Very well. Yeah, she probably knew to use like ice and cold, cold water. Um, Then the generator gets turned off. And at this point, the only thing you're wondering is like, all right, who's dying next? Bill or Alice? And I'm like, you know, it's the last girl. It's the last girl movie. Like it has to be. Right. has to be bill bill dies through because of arrows yeah and what's funny too is so they show bill in the generator room and it's like a very kind of long scene considering how short the movie is yeah and you're like you get the the camera view where you think of the killers right there and then just but then he turns around and acts like nothing's there so you're like oh it's just an angle and then alice goes and she finds bill dead and it's almost like jaws music at this point right like it's definitely like it's the same feel to it and i looked at my watch and my watch my watch didn't tell me how much time left in the movie i paused it and saw there's 24 minutes left and just alice and i was like how are you gonna do this um and so she tries to lock herself inside brenda gets thrown through the window and Thinking about it from Mrs. Voorhees' perspective, she's like, all right, how do I get this bitch out of this out of this place? She's like, I'll just drive up with the Jeep and she'll come out to me. Um, yeah. And when she when you see Mrs. Voorhees, it totally reminded me of uh the guy at the end of Psycho, whose name is escaping me right now. Um Norman. Yeah, well Norman, yeah, I was trying to think of his name. But yeah, Norman Bates, yeah, right. So it reminds me exactly like the the crazy eyes like she has crazy eyes in this um and what i found kind of interesting is alice knows something is off kind of a, a little too quickly for me she was like oh there's something's up here i don't know like that woman dude you, you're like listen all of my friends are dead and she's like oh we'll, we'll take care of it we'll 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 figure it out and you're like bitch listen <laughs> And like, honestly, like the audience at this point must have thought, wow, what a stupid idiot, right? They're like looking at Mrs. Voorhees like, wow, she's going to die next. What what an idiot. So I think at that point, making her like, you know, uh, seemingly unaware of everything happening, you get frustrated at her as the audience. And so when she ends up being the killer, that would be the cool moment. Yeah, and it, I mean, it gives it to you very quickly. Um, and 
she immediately like tries to run. Um, and <laughs> she starts saying, the mom starts saying stuff to her, like herself, like kill that bitch. Um, oh yeah. I, yeah. I, kill mommy. Kill. I also had the thought of like Lori from Halloween would not have gone down like this. Like, you know, she's getting slapped around. She's running. She hides and like kind of gets away. And I'm like, this woman's in her fifties. Just outrun her. Like, yeah, I was thinking that too. I was also thinking like she runs back to the cabin where they have the like fight. A and, fucking idiot. Right. And locks herself in the pantry. But before doing so, she turns off all the lights. And I was like, well, now she knows you're there. Like if you just left all the lights on, she, she would think that you didn't double back. So that when she locks the pantry, I would like she starts jiggling the door, which you see above the head, which I thought was cool. But yeah, I thought was... we were going to just see an eyeball look through the hole because there's fucking gaps so huge in the pantry yeah. door. Yeah. Um, and she escapes from there, then slaps her around. She gets away. She finds a gun. She slaps her around again. Um, oh, yeah. She hits her with a pan in the fucking in the uh from pantry. the pantry yeah like I, this whole time i was like this mrs Voorhees is not in the best of killing shape like how how has she done it so sufficiently up to this point it's 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 smoke and mirrors it's hiding it's like just like oh hey how's it going stab 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 like when you get her out in the open and she admits she's the killer like she's not good because alice isn't exactly like a beacon of strength and agility here and she chopped no. her fucking head off yeah I, I love the the scene at the end where she's sitting in she oh, she's just sitting contemplating the whole thing on a canoe and it's like you have not killed this woman like every time you just hit her once over the head and like oh it was so frustrating good. she breaks out of the pantry she hits her in the head like she's semi unconscious at this point I'm like she, stomp that bitch's head in like dude fucking I am going kill. fucking Ryan Gosling in drive in the yes. elevator. Yes. My foot will hit the ground through your skull. I mean, <laughs> yes. But she not only doesn't do that, she leaves her alone. She goes to the edge of the lake and she's sitting out there looking at her reflection in the waters like, oh, geez, I'm glad that's over. But then I thought that was how cool how they have like uh, the shadow of Mrs. Voorhees coming up behind her and you see her reflection behind her in the water. Yeah, I was wondering what the fuck the cops are are doing coming up, like racing up here. Like, how did they know? Yeah, that's a that's another thing too because she tried to put a signal out, right? But the phone lines were cut. Yes, yeah, so I don't really, I don't really understand uh, what what the oh, deal was with that. I think that was a dream. Because, yeah, the- you're right. That could be possibly it. it um, <laughs> so the this movie ends with her in the boat and then Jason coming out of the water, looking like the swamp thing, grabbing her and taking her into the water. I wish the movie ended there In all honesty, I wish there wasn't like this after hospital scene. So the, the ending where he grabs her is uh, very similar to Carrie, which I have not seen, but um, I haven't seen the original Carrie. No, but Brian De Palma said that he was fine with them sort of taking it, but he did see it coming when he saw the movie, which is that was a funny line. Like I, I saw what they were going to do. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I like that bit of it. And I think it, it's not necessary. I like it because of the rest of the franchise. Right. But if this was just supposed to be a one-off, it's like, why are you adding that in there? That's like, not what the movie is. Well, especially if the director was like, okay with that, but he didn't want Jason to continue being a thing then. But I actually, I, I knew the movie ended that way. Did you know that Jason comes out and pulls her in under the water? I, had seen that little clip, but I didn't know. I kind of forgot about it. And then you didn't know it was there when it happened. It was surprising to me. So I thought that's how the movie actually like legitimately just ends. I didn't know about the hospital scene afterwards. And I thought the movie would have been more effective if the movie just ended there. And why we have this whole thing where she has to like, the cops are like, yeah, I'm sorry. All your friends are dead. She goes, what about the boy? And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, that must mean he's still out there. I'm like, but that was a dream. So I, I just didn't understand what they were trying to do at that at that scene. 
I think they're just adding like a, a little bit of an element. I mean, this movie is a hodgepodge of past successful scary movies. And somehow like works really well. Yeah, it still works. And I think it sets up a franchise that I wasn't very interested in seeing. But now I think I will. I feel like maybe you and I just watch the second one on our own. And if we think it's good enough, we can do it. Um, but I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, so I have a couple more facts real quick. Uh, Sally Field was offered a, a role of Alice Hardy, but turned it down. I heard about that. Uh, and then the girl that plays Alice uh, basically auditioned for every other role in like every other girl part and didn't get those, but then got the one that she ended up with. Well, that's the that's the one that that had her return, you know, except she didn't she didn't want to eventually. I, I would have liked Brenda. Brenda being the final girl, I think would have worked, too. She was. I kind of liked how the Hot movie but fierce. Yeah, I I kind of liked how the movie kind of made you guess who was going to be the final person because up to where like Brenda died, where she was the last girl, um, it could have been either or. And and I, I the movie was weird in the sense that it was like, oh, Annie's our main character. Like, we spend the most time with her in the beginning. Um, I'm glad she wasn't because, like you said, she was the worst actress out of all of them. But the movie kind of purposely was confusing in the sense of like, who are we like with to the end? And, and I, I hated it at first. I was like, this movie is kind of complex, like muddled in its main character, but I liked it in the end where it was like, okay, that's purposely purposely done because we're trying to like keep, keep us on our toes. It's, it's no Laurie Strode, but you know, yeah, I mean, it doesn't become that type of movie until the very end. And you're just like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. We're just adding this element in now. But I think overall, I enjoyed this movie. And it, I like the way I could tell I was enjoying it is that I was like, ah, shit, what's going to happen next? Instead of like, if I wasn't enjoying it, I would just be like, all right, just kill these bitches so I can get out of here. Actually, I felt like that right at the beginning where the girl of like freeze frame scream and then the, the title sequence came in and shattered the glass. I thought that was so cheesy, but I was just like, I was all for it. I was like, oh, yeah, bring it on. Um, thanks for listening to another episode of I Finally Watched. I'm Milan, And this is David. And today we finally watched Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th. Jason's mom no longer has a son She's pissed off and I need to run Jason, can't you see? Your mom wants to kill me I know she's not wrong I was killed by Jason's mom That's, that's pretty fucking good You said mine was bad?